0: Welcome to the Us in Paris podcast. How is everyone doing today?
1: So... I was in a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> had technical difficulties.
2: Ugh. I was well, going to say, could... so happy it's Friday. <laughs>
0: no kidding. We record these on Fridays, post on Mondays. But Kristen, that was the worst. You, it, you're Ugh. trying to podcast. Um, we could hear you, but you couldn't hear us. <laughs> I hear anything. Yeah. Well, hopefully this goes a little bit smoother going forward, so yeah. Woo. okay, um first of all, um before we start our podcast, I do wanna say a few things. One thing is happy Halloween um this should be going up um somewhere around October nineteenth and uh you got a week or so till Halloween. Be safe, have a good time. Number two, make sure you vote yes. go up there make uh, yes. a difference.
1: You
2: don't um, have to go out there. Mail it in. Mail Drop in. it in. Go online.
0: Go online. Well, I don't think you can online it. Can you?
2: Can you? No, I, oh, oh, no, you can't online Oh, it. my bad. Yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> go online to read about things so you know how to vote. Be educated. Yeah, you make vote. your plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So please, please, please. Um, that's the only way things stay the same or change is like by your vote. So take the time to vote. So on with our podcast um so on our podcast we do like to concentrate typically on single specific locations it makes it a lot easier for us um but we often forget the real reason why we like to travel in the first place it's about the experiences that we we get and how it enriches our lives and minds and helps our fulfill our it helps fulfill our desire to learn essentially and curiosity so While we've been focusing on destinations, we often forget to talk about the adventures that we encounter on our journey. So, you hear, "Hey, sometimes it's about the journey, it's not the destination." So, today we're going to dedicate another podcast. I think we did someone similar to one similar to this in the past, but we're going to dedicate another podcast to the memorable experiences that we've had traveling to the places that we love but right after our brief sponsor message. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. Okay, I've been calling this our planes, trains, and automobiles, and maybe a starship or two or a spaceship or two, a but
2: starship, um, <laughs> that sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> that's oh.
0: that's gonna be my last one, so you gotta stick around to hear out what I mean by starship or spaceship um but that doesn't really capture it. it's about the journey, and then that was my best descriptor um Emily, you weren't around next last week, right?
2: No, I was not.
0: Okay, well, What's I'm going to make you start because we want to hear more, Emily. We need okay. more, Emily.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, do we have, is it totally my call? Are we starting with planes or trains or automobiles?
0: <laughs> you do what you do you. What do okay. you want to start with?
2: Okay, I'm going to go with automobiles. Um, just okay. because, so I was out last week because I was on a road trip mm. uh, with my friends and we went to Zion National Park, Bryce Canyon, Antelope canyon and then we did a quick stop at horseshoe bend mm-hmm. so that was awesome um and this isn't quite it's not like a it's, it's kind of a funny story i guess i'll just tell it and you decide how you want to react to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, okay so as you know like when you're on a road trip uh, it's it can get long like you spend a lot of time just sitting and staring at a road um and it's funny because we were my friends and i were talking in the car and we were like it's weird how when you're on a road trip, even though if you, the more pit stops you take, the shorter the like the journey seems. Even though obviously you're extending it every single time you stop, but you're right. just breaking it into smaller bites of sitting in the car, right? Right. Well,
1: cool. and the joy of those pit stops—if you're going into like the gas stations to get snacks yes. and stuff—that oh, adds yeah. so much <laughs> adrenaline. Oh, and oxytocin.
0: Anderson pea soup. Have you guys ever done no. that?
2: Oh, yeah, I have. No, I don't know what that is.
0: Okay, we'll talk about Anderson okay. it in, in a little bit.
2: Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, um, on our leg from Bryce Canyon to Page, Arizona, which is where Antelope Canyon is, it was about, like, I want to say an hour and a half, maybe a two-hour drive. It wasn't terrible. I take that back. It was probably three hours. <laughs> so, it was, like, on the brink of, like, getting antsy if we were to sit in the car for three hours straight. Um, so on the road, we were just driving through, I mean, you see like these huge mountains and like just, you know, national park things around you, nature. And then, uh, one of us had to go to the bathroom. So it just happened that we were on the road and we passed by this, what looked like a gift shop. It was a very randomly placed thing. <laughs> so we weren't really sure what it was, but we we're like, it's a pretty big establishment for like, the middle of nowhere so they must have a bathroom um so i pulled over and it's actually we found out obviously there's a huge like name the what's it called like board what's the the thing that it's called is the Moki caves so i don't know if either of you have heard of it or just huh. a. I don't think there's an s m o q u i cave huh um so there's that huge sign and we're like yeah okay that's a cave cool, what kind of cave is this? So we walked in. Um, Also, we wanted to like experience the air conditioning (laughs) inside. We thought it was really cool. Uh, So we walked in and then my friend was like, I just want to see the gift shop because I just want to see like what this place is about. I don't really want to pay to like do the museum because it was a museum inside too. And then the the tour guide, gift shop guy was like, the gift shop and the museum are kind of intertwined. So you can't really do one. (laughs) um so that was a bit of a bummer but then we had a walk around it was a cute place um and then i read this placard that basically kind of gave a brief history on the cave and i guess back in when they were making like old west movies uh old western movies this is like one of the locations that casts would stay at or like where they filmed at something like that so it has some sort of like importance Um, anyways so the cave itself was just kind of like a, fa- not a facade, but it wasn't like the real cave. It was like, it was just the gift shop in the museum, right? Wait,
0: is this, is this California or is this where? where, where?
2: Um, it was in Utah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt. No worries. Please- <laughs> I, I didn't,
2: I didn't put the location. So that's a good okay. question. Um, okay. So we were like, where is the real cave? Cause we wanted to see something that wasn't just filled with like tchotchkes, you know? Um oh. So we asked the guy, same guy, and we were like, what is this cave all about? Can you just give us a brief thing? I know we're not going to go in the museum, but like, what is this place? And he was like, oh, you know what? This is just the gift shop, obviously, area. Um, if you drive like, like two minutes down the road and park on the side of the street, um, you can walk across and then you'll see the actual caves. And he, and we're like, oh, that's cool. Um, is it like, like, is it a hike? Or like, how strenuous is it? Um, How do we get there? And he was like, Oh, no, it's like a super easy hike, less than a quarter mile, and you'll get there. And it's really cool. It's like a natural occurring cave. Um, Like, it's a pretty easy pit stop that a lot of people go to. And while he was saying this, there was a mom and like a kid, probably like six or seven years old, and they were going to walk from that gift shop, like down the down the street, quote, unquote, to the cave and like hike to the cave. So we're like, Oh, that's Pretty easy to do. So we I go. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might be dedicating a whole up- uh, podcast to this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we go. And um it was fine. I mean, it's like one of those highways, so it's like a two-way highway. So you're gonna have to be careful when you're crossing the street. That was fine. Um once we cross, we realize there's like no like we see where the caves are, but it's definitely like a climb to get there and you have there's no signs that say like be careful or like make sure you're wearing like good shoes or there's literally no nothing to like prepare you for what's ahead and I don't know if it's because we're like we were really tired from hiking like that morning or we were just like new in town so we had no idea what was going on but it was like the kind of um, stone, I guess it, it's like that. Really, it's like sandstone essentially. So it's super. It looks really slippery, but there is some grip. But it just looks really smooth, and there's not like steps that you take. It's literally just like you traversing and trying to figure out your own path. There's no path made for you. Um, so we're just like climbing on these, like, I don't know, it's like, it was such a weird experience. And we got to this, um, this space where there was already a young, like a family with younger kids. And they were like talking to each other, trying to figure out like, is it safe enough for these kids to cross over? Because that por- portion of the walkway was like, just extremely steep. And also there was like, just nothing to hold on to. Um, and then, of course, us being like, young 20 year olds and we're just like all right let's just go <laughs> so then we like figured out a way across and i hear the dad going see kids this is why you let other people test it out for <laughs> like, um, cautionary
1: tale yeah seriously
2: <laughs> it was a re- if you look up Moki cave and then but like go to the actual cave not just like the the gift shop you'll see how crazy this is because if imagine it's not like it's like sandstone. So when you, if you touch it and your hands are sweaty enough, you'll like make some dents, you'll just like lose grip, which is what happened. Like on the way back, the cave was beautiful, but on the, it was really cool. But on the way back, of course, you have to traverse the same area, um, which is even harder. I feel like, cause now you're going down instead of up. Um, so that same stretch where we like where we, we saw that young family before i was like oh my god how are we gonna do this and i literally had to like originally when we were going up i was just walking on two feet kind of needed like some guidance um just like to pull here and there but walking down i literally crouched down on all fours and like slowly made, like inched oh. my way down and my hands were getting so clammy that i was like i'm losing grip all i feel is sand So that was delightful, but good experience. It was a good pit stop. Um, Unplanned pit stops are always fun, but that I just couldn't believe that that guy at the gift shop was just like, yeah, it's just like less than a quarter mile hike. Didn't give us any cautionary warnings about like the steepness. There's no path.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You would think that's part of it.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, I took a look at some pictures of because you mentioned this place, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it reminds me of Radiator Springs.
2: Yes, yes, oh, that's yeah, what kept yeah. yeah. It's true, <laughs> it's like the red stone sand. Um, yeah, yes,
0: yeah. So, if you've seen the movie Cars from Pixar, they live in a city called Radiator Springs, and this thing, and actually, if you go to Disneyland, they have Radiator Springs where there's like you know that kind of red rock and um. Buildings that are built into the side of hills and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. what this place looks like from when I'm looking at the pictures. That's mm-hmm. super cool. Okay. Uh, who's next? Do you want to do one, or do you want me to do go, t- Kristen?
1: And I can go. I am trying to think. I've had, and I mean, we're talking local, right? Because I feel like we could be
0: anywhere. In-
1: yeah, once you're in Europe, you always take the train, which is the best, obviously. Um, when I when I was studying abroad there, too, they had really good bus connections. So people would take, like, buses from cities to cities, which was really cheap and cool. Um, but I was, like, thinking, because I know we were talking about kind of doing this locally, since airlines are not um, the preferred method of travel right now, but... I did – I think I mentioned it before. I I took the Amtrak from New York City to Montreal um, once, and I loved it, but I would hesitate to do it again because I think it was like a 14-hour train ride or something like that. It was something – Yeah, it was insane. Um, But it was super cheap, and I actually really wanted, like, that experience. Um, And it was really cool. I did it. It was – It was for Thanksgiving and the crazy part was like, um, as we got into like upstate New York and Vermont, it was just a snow globe. And this was like November. I couldn't believe it was so like deep frozen snow already up there. Um, but it was really, really beautiful. And then coming up into Montreal, like the countryside was really beautiful to see, but, because this train ride was also so long. I mean, I think you know the train leaves at like six, seven in the morning, and then it's really late at night by the time you're getting into. You so see you're much, doing like but, a
2: whole day on the train. It's not like you're doing like a red eye kind of thing, and you arrive in the daytime.
1: Yeah, no, I did like that's how I spent my day. Okay. Um, and so there's there's like there's still that stress with that you get like. Usually with trains, you're like, oh, I'll just catch the next one. But like these long haul ones from like New York to Montreal, like that was it, I think, for that day. So like if you miss that one, like you're kind of S.O.L. And so there's always that stress of like getting there and making sure you're on time. Uh, but then obviously once you're on the train, it's so much more relaxing. You have so much more freedom. Um, you also feel like even though you're not going to get off at any stop, you could get off at any stop you wanted. <laughs> you're not like stuck in there, even though you are. Um And it was, I don't know, it was a really neat way to, to travel that you just usually don't do. And it was a lot less stress. It was a little lonely doing it by myself um, for so long, especially I was like my mid twenties. So I was very much more social than, (laughs) than I am now. Um, So it wasn't really eventful. It was just pretty peaceful. Um, It just got long. And what's weird is I have some very vivid memories of like listening to the people around me. Um, And I'll never forget there was this guy, he was like sitting behind me and he was talking to some woman. And his job was he was a storyteller. And he was telling us he was going to Montreal to like tell a story. And he like gets paid for it. And I couldn't really figure it out, but it sounded interesting. I don't know. But that's like one of my memories from that trip. But um, yeah, I guess it's not really a good. Like, I'm not the storyteller here. Not really a lot of good things. Yet. It was just like really, you know, nice way to mix it up and yeah. to see, you know, so much of the the countryside, which is nice because obviously being from the West Coast, a lot of that East Coast was very new to me. So it was really neat to, to see it all.
2: Do you remember so. what states you went through
1: for uh, 14 hours? <laughs> I mean, I think it was just New York and Vermont and then into Canada. Oh, wow. So, into okay. Quebec. Because you, I think you can go straight up. I see. And, yeah. Um, and I think we barely crossed into Vermont, just like a little bit, like crossed through the border, if I remember right. Because um, New York goes all the way up to the Canadian border. Um, but, yeah. And they had to one, – one thing about this is they had to sequester all of us going to Canada in the last – um, train car because this train was or it was making multiple stops throughout the US but they wanted everyone who was going to be crossing the international border in one area and checking their passports and stuff before they got on so um, it was a little restrictive in that way the one thing that sucks about the, the trains and like the buses is that I wish it was more like a metro system where you could just get out for a second and then mm-hmm. hop back on when you're ready to like see it all that would have been nice but um, it's one way to see what's out there
2: and then, oh, maybe I'll visit that one next time. That's <laughs> so. Did you get food, or did you have did you did they serve food, or did you bring your own? They definitely
1: served food, like more snacky food, but you know, like sandwiches and okay. things like that, and coffees. Um, but me being broke, which was part of the reason I was taking the train and not flying, <laughs> yeah. <Yeah>. I definitely <laughs> packed a lot of snacks for myself. Nice, so. nice. and I. I, w- I just lucked out. So I was actually meeting a friend from Europe in Montreal. We were like rendezvousing there for the uh, the long weekend. And um, he worked for Lufthansa. And when we got there, he surprised me with plane tickets back to New York. So I didn't have wow. to take the train
0: Oh, back, that's nice. Which is nice.
1: just amazing. It felt like Christmas, even though it was Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, got that, yeah, I got that Amtrak credit for that whole um, – that whole trip back. So I basically got like whatever it was, like a hundred dollars worth of Amtrak ride since I didn't use it. Nice. Yeah. So, because I was really, I was took two full days out of the time off just to get there and just to get back. But with that flight back, it felt very, I'd never felt so blessed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do you, do you enjoy, so you sound like you have mixed emotions do you like trains or don't you like trains oh
1: or- no i i love <laughs> trains um i just then that trip because i was younger and i was not used to traveling such long hauls like i mean 14 hours is a, a flight a longer flight than la to london um and i think at the time i wasn't used to traveling so far Far and mm-hmm. it just it ended up feeling a lot longer than i thought it would and i was all jazzed up in the beginning it was so fun and then it kind of got to the point where i was like i'm, I'm kind of ready to get off now but i still had like six hours ahead of me uh but i have a much higher tolerance for for traveling longer you know distances and staying in smaller areas than i did then nice yeah trains are obviously the way to go if there was like a transatlantic train i would probably prefer to take that
0: Really? Isn't that what yeah. a um cruise ship is?
1: <laughs> perhaps perhaps, yeah. I've never I've never been on a cruise.
2: So
0: You know may never be, be on a cruise depending yeah, on what happens in your future. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that ship may have sailed, if you know what I mean.
0: Actually I saw a Emily. <laughs> <articles. laughs> I, I saw a couple articles that a lot of um, cruise lines have been scrapping their um, cruise ships, and they're yeah. starting to break them down in Turkey.
2: Huh. So,
0: um, they're, I mean, they're they're like retiring a bunch of ships early because it's like, well, it costs money to keep them out on the water, and you know, it's we'll just get them, we'll get the metal value. Um,
1: wow, man!
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's an, an interesting time. So I'm going to go with automobiles. Um, Okay. So, you know, I got a couple stories, but I'm going to talk about, because we're talking about the journey. Um, One of the, when I lived, as I mentioned many times, I lived in Ohio. And the great thing about Ohio is that within seven hours, you can be in Chicago, New York, Cleveland, um, Washington, D.C., um, and a bunch the, essentially the East coast and you can go all the way to Chicago with this within seven hours. Um, but that's not the story I have here. Sure. Um, I am, I, I collect antiques as a hobby. I mean, it's, Do you? yeah. So I collect, um, it's just some small things. Like I'll collect swatches and I'll collect fountain pens. And it, it's a hobby that I enjoy. Um, It's a hobby that I really enjoy. But one of the reasons why I enjoy it is that it's something, it's about the hunt. Mm. Mm. So, and and what we used to do, my wife and I, is we would wake up, I'm not kidding you, we would wake up at six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And we would map out all the small cities in Ohio. And we would actually make it. A full day thing to go from small city to small city to small city, and just to look at the antique stores there
2: wow,
0: so we would and this was before there was internet, but we would just I forget I don't even remember no there was internet, but I don't remember how we looked up all the antique shops, so we would get up in the morning, have a small very very small meal, drive an hour away from where we were, and then end up in a small small city. In the middle of nowhere and um, ready for the antique stores to open. But what we would do is we would stop by and go eat in the local diners. You know, go eat breakfast in a local diner. And if you want to see, I mean, essentially, antiquing was kind of the MacGuffin to get us to go out and go visit all these little pretty cities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was amazing to explore Ohio and. Adjacent um, states um, is because oh, we would it's like we would have absolutely no reason to go to a little city in the middle of nowhere, but here we are, and there is a reason why every all these little cities exist everywhere. There's people. There's something charming and a reason to be there. Um, and uh, then, we kept-
1: not all. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen some of these pit stops, like between SoCal and Vegas?
0: I'm trying to be romantic here. Okay.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's a little more true on the East Coast for some reason.
0: Well, I mean, I guess what it is is that I – have you guys ever seen a covered bridge?
2: Yes. A covered bridge, like a bridge that is covered. Uh, no. You know, like um, on Beetlejuice, no. the bridge that they fall off of? No, because Beetlejuice terrified me as a child, and I haven't uh, rewatched it since. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But they look almost like little barns that you drive yeah. through. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is just do you amazing. Like, wait, do
2: you walk across it, or do you drive across it, or both?
0: Drive. You can it's drive right. across some yeah. of
2: them. And they're just covered... They Me, look like little because, barns. Okay. Yeah, they're like little, little barns. A picture.
1: Yeah, do that. Wait, but yeah, are they covered because of snow and stuff? I don't even know why.
0: I actually don't know. I can't remember or why. Is it just
2: the style? Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. I have seen these. I don't know what I was imagining. This is not it. But yes, it looks like a little <laughs> barn. I get it. Okay. I was imagining like they took like cloth or something, like a covered wagon. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh-huh. So I was like,
0: what?
2: <laughs> okay i get
0: it <laughs> you, you thought it was like um like tense yeah, you, tense. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i gotta say if you really want to see the work i mean see your where you live you know come up with like that kind of MacGuffin to go travel around mm-hmm. and the thing is that you know so come up with that MacGuffin and travel around and um and, and, and the thing is that, you know, I, you know, I got to see so many beautiful things like, um you know, covered bridge, let's stop and let's take a few photographs. Let's go, you know, we got us out and then we got to drive through the countryside when the fall during the fall and the, and the leaves were dropping. Um, I don't know how many times we just stopped the car in the middle of nowhere because there's, there was a river alongside the road and just to hang out and take a look and just, because the thing is, we were going to go pick up a, a like, look f- into an antique shop that there might be a fountain pen or there may not be a fountain pen. So we weren't rushed to get there. So, oh, let's just stop here. And like, eh, the, the antique shop will be open. So we would actually go from place to place to place. And then, okay, so now let's go to this next city and drive a couple of hours and then go to the next city. And then we'd be in another city and we'd eat lunch. And you know, check out what the local foods were, or check out the local diner. And it really, gave, and then of course, we would end up in the local stores. You know, oh that looks interesting. Oh, someone's opened up a comic book shop here. I wonder what they got. You know, mm-hmm. and so it just forced us to go city to city to city, and it just became this really wonderful. I don't know. I you know, just it was. It turned out to be something completely about the journey, especially since if we came back completely empty handed at the end of the at the end of the day we weren't disappointed at all
1: mm-hmm. right. it's because it gave you us get a reason more to go out out. Of it. Yeah.
0: yeah it just gave us a reason to go out get in the car and take a look around and see um the world that we live in and it's amazing especially on the east coast you know there's a small city every mile or i mean like i feel like every every 30 minutes there's another small city in um in the midwest so
1: so two questions one
0: okay.
1: have you done this on the west coast and two have you done it since having a child <laughs> cuz i feel like those are two very different things
0: um yes but slightly different um i have the benefit of being a non-native southern californian okay um now there are no antiques in california there are um,
1: antiques
0: not really are actually me?
1: i mean they only go back to like the 1800s but especially where i'm from in riverside there are tons of antique stores
2: for yeah. an antiques area
1: i don't know yeah. how good it is though
0: <laughs> so okay so let me explain this is that first of all a, a true antique is a hundred years old
1: 1800s was 200 here yeah, yeah i know i know okay. and then
0: like uh like uh, um collectibles or i think are 25 and i forget there's a there's a couple of different terms um when you go to ohio there are all these little mom and pop shops that are antique shops um when you go to when you're here in california um antique shops are almost small commercialized buildings Usually, what they are is someone buys, uh, rents out a warehouse, and then they re-rent small spaces within the warehouse. Yeah, um, and yeah, act- in Riverside. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's a little bit more commercialized here, okay. and it's it's a little bit different of an experience. It's okay. I mean, it's just a different of different. um, Usually in the Midwest, they're like single proprietor antique shops that they alone go out and find all the stuff. And then they also have antique shows where, um, antique markets where there could be over a thousand vendors at mm-hmm. one place. Mm-hmm. Um and There's one that was Springfield, Ohio, which has over a hundred, oh, over 1000 vendors and the 1000 vendors are put throughout a campground. Actually it's like a fairgrounds campground. And so they kind of, All the different tables kind of extend into the woods and stuff like that, which is really neat. So you can walk across the campgrounds. You can walk across the state fairgrounds. But also some of them are like in semi-wooded areas. So they're just – it's really neat to go check out. Um, But I'm kind of (laughs) digressing. Because I'm not Californian, I wanted to learn about California. So, yeah, I actually took a ton of road trips without the um, MacGuffin of antiques just – what's here you know Newport Beach has an art gallery what are these shops in Laguna Beach why what is this you know like so i went to probably every city within about a 40 minute drive of uh central or, or south orange county um after i hit a kid um we're starting to we're trying to start that back up how's yeah. that <laughs>
2: Nice sure. Yeah. yeah. The thoughts there.
0: Yeah, the thoughts are. Um actually I've mentioned it's easier for us to I don't know, we've taken our daughter to like five different countries and she's ten. Mm-hmm. Um she's actually been in more countries than she's been in states. So um it's it's a little different. But yeah, we've taken her a lot of places. In fact, it's it's a little bit disappointing because it's not disappointing, but it's like, hey Emma, do you remember being here? And she's like, Nope. <laughs> she's just like, how about remember that time we were in taiwan nope <laughs> you know she doesn't you know she she gets an impression and she has the sensation of being happy and stuff like that and being places but she doesn't have any specifics in her head which is completely fine you know yeah that's the important thing is that she she's learning things i know she's learned things that she's doesn't understand or remember where she learned it but um Yeah.
1: Do you guys know the comedian Nate Bargatze?
0: Mm -mm.
2: He's
1: very up and coming. He has a hilarious, he has a few Netflix specials, but one of the things he talks about is how, and he's from Tennessee. He took his daughter to Disneyland and all of his friends were like, Oh, what a waste of money. She's only two. She's not going to remember it, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, what am I supposed to do? Lock her in a closet every day, and they'd be like, Do you remember yesterday? Well, then I'm not spending money on you. Get back in there. <laughs> like, but I do it for the joy of her seeing Minnie Mouse in that moment and stuff like that. So it was really funny. But it's it's similar thing. Like just because she doesn't remember it necessarily doesn't mean there's no value in it.
0: Can I give you a theory on kids? A really sure. super quick one? Sure. Okay. Um, people ask me the same thing. Why do you take her? Cause she's not going to remember. And I know that she's not going to remember. Um, the, uh, the, the way, the way I like to think about it is um, the, you know, you hear about children who were ab- abused between one and two years old or three years old. And, You ask that person, it's like, well, do you believe that will affect them for the rest of their lives? And everyone goes, oh, yeah. Even if they don't remember it, obviously, they'll be affected by it somehow. I go- It's
1: internalized somewhere. It's
0: internalized somewhere. I go, now, so why would, so do you believe that if I give my daughter lots of joy and love and experiences- when she's one to three and she doesn't remember, do you think that will affect her for the rest of her life? And they go, Oh, well, yeah, I guess I go. That's why I take your traveling with me Mm -hmm. is because despite that, she won't remember the specifics. This, these experiences will affect her for the rest of her life.
1: Right? Like they're internalizing things, whether it's negative or positive.
0: It's yeah, or it's like these learning experiences, and it will affect them for the rest of their lives, whether or not they remember how they learned it mm-hmm. or where they got that experience from. Okay. So that's why I take my daughter everywhere I go. Um, is because I think that what you do. In fact, I think it's um the first three or four, th- first five years that you have a kid, that kind of sets. Um, it kind of melts their brain for the rest of their lives.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyways, this is not a psychology
1: uh, <laughs> a tangent.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, <Yeah. laughs> Emily. Plains trains
2: and automobiles.
0: <laughs> yeah, Emily, you're at bat. Up to okay, bat.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go with another. Uh, I'm trying to think if I, I'm like thinking of things that I just recently did, but I'm trying to remember if there was anything in the past that affected me or like had special memories. I'm just going to go with the recent one because that's easy to remember. Um, okay. So this is a plane ride, uh, story. So last summer, I think I've talked about this before, but you both know I went to Switzerland and Greece. And um, is it only
1: last summer? It's
2: yeah, crazy, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went to Switzerland and Greece, and it was both places were beautiful, amazing experience. Um, but there was a plane ride between getting from Switzerland to Greece, and when I booked tickets, it was all through. Um, oh my gosh, what Iberia, which is the sp- Spanish airline. So their hub is in like Madrid and Barcelona. So going from Zurich Switzerland to Santorini Greece even though I feel like it's a straight shot kind of just to go directly there um the plane made me go back to Madrid catch a connecting flight and then fly like back to back to Greece it was a very bizarre thing but I mean it was fine the funny thing is um kind of funny kind of stressful it's definitely stressful um so I left like the Zurich flight was probably like 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. Um, so I got myself a little sandwich to eat on the plane and I was waiting at my gate. And then there was an announcement that the flight was delayed. So, of course, I'm like, well, if this flight's delayed. Like, how's my next flight? It's always the connecting uh, flight that you're stressed yes. about, right? Uh, so luckily, I got on the plane um, and it didn't look like anything was really affected. It looked like I was still going to have enough time to connect. Um, so I go on the plane, I eat my sandwich, and I just fall asleep because it's late. Uh so I'm falling, I wake up and I'm like, what time is it? And so I check my phone and I realize that I think my flight landed, let's say, at like 10 p.m. And then my next flight was taking off at like 9 45 p.m. So I was just like, well, what? A- <laughs> I looks like I missed my flight from by fifteen minutes.
0: <laughs> I hate that. But
2: let me try anyway, because <laughs> like there was no way for me to really know, because I was like, well, maybe that flight was also, you know, affected somehow. So I'm sprinting through the airport at 10 p.m. It's like we're in like the B terminal, and I have to get to the A terminal. So you know, it's a long sprint. Uh, <laughs> so I'm running, 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 and then. I see, like, the information help desk in sight, like, as I'm going towards my gate. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just ask the information people, like, has my flight already taken off? If it already if it's already gone, like, there's no reason for me to run anymore. Yeah. Or if it hasn't it yet, then, like, maybe they can call ahead and, like, hold the plane for me or something. Or some,
0: maybe delayed or something. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah i just need like information so i go to the information desk and it's this man the spanish man and i'm like hi like i just got off this flight from zurich it was delayed i'm trying to catch this flight to santorini can you check if it's gone yet and he looks at me for like a good 10 seconds and i'm like dude like the time is of the essence right now (laughs) (laughs) please." and then he looks at me he goes where did you say you were going (laughs) It's Aww. like he took his time and I was like, I'm going it's the flight for the Spanish way. Yeah. I was like, it's from Madrid to, uh, to Santorini. can you please check if it? it's like it's at this gate. So he like checks on his computer and all he does he, he confirms the gate that it's at that I already know. Uh. he's like, yes, it is at B, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I know. can you check uh, if it've gone okay. yet? And then he's like, B is right over there. Oh dear! So I'm like, okay, okay. thank you, sir. Um, so there goes five minutes. You'll never have time. seriously. And so I sprinted to. Luckily, the gate was right there, and luckily, it was they were also delayed. So I was like the very last passenger to board. Oh. Nice. So it was great. The only thing is that I was texting my friend um, who's meeting me at in Santorini because he had arrived first. <clears throat> So I was just like giving him my ETA. And the last text that he got from me was my flight was delayed. But like then I didn't have any more signal and I was like running through the airport. And I just like forgot to (laughs) to, like text him back about anything um, until I landed in Santorini. And then I turned on my phone and I get all these texts from my friends and they're like, are you okay? Like, what time are you coming? Like, should I be waiting for you here? Like, like there is so many just like uh, crazed um, texts and I was like, oh no, it's fine. Um, luckily, so everything was like fine. It was just the adrenaline of thinking I missed my flight to that guy who just took his time in answering my questions and didn't give me any questions or didn't give me any answers Um, so that was super stressful but coming to Santorini and I came this was like made it all worth it basically I was like of of course Switzerland is a little bit colder than Santorini so and then when I'm like traveling I want to wear like my harder to pack items right yeah, I was, like just carrying puffier jacket. Yeah, so yeah. I was wearing like um like a hard shell jacket basically because I was in Switzerland and I was wearing like leggings and a t shirt. So it was pretty hot and pretty um, humid when we arrived to oh, Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm like stripping everything off, but as soon as like I got there and I met my friends and then we like did a little quick like coffee run, and then we had like a more sunrise like morning hike just like and that was so beautiful that it was like I'm fine I made it for the sunrise and that's all that matters (laughs) it's funny when you when
1: you're traveling especially when you're starting off like your first flight you're like if these friggin' airlines can't leave on time and like figure it out but then the minute your first flight's delayed you're like if it leaves on time I'm gonna lose my (laughs) shit
2: Like I know that feeling of like, please be delayed, please be yeah. delayed,
1: because you're like en route like that. So it was insane.
2: And then yeah. I also spent like I think because obviously, oh, I forgot. There, sorry, there's a there's a there's another stressful point of the um, of the story that I forgot. Where were I think I got? Oh, I got onto the plane in Zurich. Like it was delayed, but it was fine. Delayed, you know what I mean? Like I got on the plane, yeah. and then I forgot because I fell asleep, so I didn't realize. It took me a while to realize that. It was even more delayed. That's what made me like fifteen minutes past the um, Mm. like the flight of the other one because I fell asleep thinking that we were about to take off, and then I woke up and we were still in the same place.
1: That's the worst. Yeah, that
2: was not fun, but it was all worth it because the Santorini sunrise and the Santorini sunset both very beautiful. See, sometimes it's
1: you know providential, blessing in disguise. Yep.
0: That's learning about other cultures and the way they work.
1: <laughs> yes. There you go, Well, I, I'll have a quick go um, road trip. There's nothing like a road trip in the United States, as we all know. I think it's one of the you know great American pastimes. And the best vacation I ever had. My mom usually listens to this, so she probably already knows where I'm going with it. But um, one summer when I was in high school, we decided to do a road trip up to Canada from Southern California. Wow, And we had our general plan. Like we were going to go up through California, you know, go to like the, is it the Sequoias? And then, you know, we'll hit up Portland and Seattle and go to Canada. And then we wanted to come back down through Idaho and Utah, whatever. But when it's a road trip and when you really don't have an agenda or time, it is just the funnest thing to be able to go off the beaten track and just like stay an extra day in one place if you really wanted to. Um, and I feel like if I remember right, we we like would ex- we extended our stay in Seattle because we were having such a good time. We like went through Portland really fast because it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And it's crazy in the United States. I mean, I can't say the scenery changes really fast because our country's so big, but the amount of stuff we got to see—from like the forests to the ocean um, to going through like the Utah desert and things like that—I mean, it's just one of my favorite vacation memories like you can just see so much around here and being in the car um with music and stand-up comedy and things like that it's just one of the more relaxing i think people don't take advantage of it as much as they should because you know everyone wants of course to preserve their time so flying is faster and you want to maximize all that but the great american road trip is not dead
0: (laughs) have you gone coast to coast has anyone gone coast to coast by car
1: Yes. No. Um when I moved home from New York, I drove from New York City to Southern California. Did you like
0: that it? That was also
1: Oh my gosh, it was awesome. I loved it. I was so disappointed when I got home. Like I <laughs> wanted to just like go north and just keep going. I'll just go up, you know, the Pacific side. Like it was so much fun.
0: And, and you did it by yourself?
1: No, actually, I had different stages of people, so First, I I drove by myself from New York through to Raleigh, picked up my best friend. Um, We went to Atlanta to visit her sister. And then we went through to like New Orleans and Houston. And then she flew out of Austin. And then I went and stayed with my friend in um, San Antonio. And then my dad flew into San Antonio and did another leg with me. Um, So it was like, yeah, mixed up. And I had... um, I didn't have like a job or any agenda I'd like was relocating. And so I just had like all the time in the world and it was so much fun. And we got to see so much and I just wanted to keep going. I was like, even after being in the car for like two weeks, I was not sick of it, but I will say I did the majority of the driving and my left arm was so tan. Oh by the God. end, of it. <laughs> And my right arm was not, I always had my left arm like hanging right. on the window. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know that I think that's my biggest regret. My one of my biggest regrets when I moved from Ohio to California, unfortunately, I was I was kind of pragmatic is I did all the math of what it was going to cost to fly me to California and ship my car um, versus driving hotels and gas. And I went, oh, I'm going to come out well ahead if I just fly over and ship the car. And in retrospect, same thing. I didn't have to have get to work, or I didn't have a job yet, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, sh- I should have. Not to this day, I go, son of a gun. Yeah. What other time would I've? I mean like I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know the next time I'll ever have a chance to spend a week driving across the United States Mm -hmm. and definitely not by myself. So
1: not until you're retired and then you're too old and you can't sit in the car that long and it's not (laughs) as fun anymore.
0: Yeah. That's why you need, I'll have to have an RV. So, you know, frequent bathroom breaks, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) absolutely. well, we're getting close on time. So I'm going to close up with one last story. Um, i actually haven't done this um and i promised a starship i think
1: (laughs) yeah yes yes our starship our
0: starship so i have not done this but i'm really excited to do this if you guys have not heard about it is that um disney world is going to have their a star cruiser cruise Available in 2021 in Walt Disney World.
1: Okay.
0: And let me explain this. So they have a hotel that they're essentially, they're pretending is a star cruiser. And you as a guest will be on the, in this hotel and forced to stay in this hotel for 48 hours.
2: That sounds when you say force to stay I'm not yeah. saying
0: force <laughs> I'm not sure force is exactly the right word but essentially you will it is a um what do you call it make believe so you will wait outside of this hotel in a line with everyone else and then you will be welcomed aboard and then you go inside and all the windows show the outside they're like LCD screens Every single window in the hotel is like an LCD screen. And it's like they'll have the captain kind of announce, hey, we're going to be taking off. And then all the windows in on the building will show the aircraft taking off and going into outer space. Whoa. So they're, so they, they're not going to be physical windows. It's going to be LCD screens simulating outer space from your quarters. And on the inside of it, it looks like a starship. And they have all sorts of things. They have all sorts of activities. They have, like, an atrium where you can go hang out with – so there's going to be – all the cast members are going to be dressed up like Wookiees, or they're going to dress up as Star Wars characters. They're going to have arcades, but their arcades are going to be filled with things that – are like star wars kind of arcade kind of things um it's about 48 hours two nights um and it's the star wars galactic star cruiser and it just seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun
2: yeah it sounds like it it's yeah it's quite the immersive experience yes yeah
0: <laughs> and i don't know this true it, it depends on what you've seen uh, what you've heard. Um, but I mean, it's essentially a cruise ship going into outer space and they have lots of cruise kind of things to do and entertainment. Um, but I, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that they can, you can also get involved with like a mystery, um, in the ship, maybe like a murder mystery what? or something like that, so that's you can cool. partake in this like a um, like a, an adventure while you're actually on the ship. That something's actually occurring on the ship, if you choose to make that part of your role playing um, in in the <laughs> in, on the ship. So that's that's kind of I think would be interesting. I know you guys were hoping for me to say something dealing with Elon Musk. <laughs>
2: Oh that's okay.
0: I think this one's better.
2: Yes, I I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it too. A little less political too. (laughs) 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 All right. We got a lot Of stories to tell. Next time I'll tell like a less stressful story. Those are just like (laughs) top of mind for me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But so thank you for making us part of your week. That's the end of our podcast for today. If you liked it, please make sure to tell everyone about it, your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone, and visit tell them to visit our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more.
0: Meet us in Paris as a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workspace knowledge, workspace workplace knowledge <laughs> or seeking a new profession check them out at ce.uci.edu once again ce.uci.edu for their professional courses and thanks for tuning in check us out on social media let us hear what your thoughts and we'll see you next time don't forget to vote
1: Vote, oh vote.
0: Vote. Bye.
2: bye, bye.